Hello, I'm Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of January 27. In the news, the population of Nagorno-Karabakh continues to be under siege, as Azerbaijan's blockade of the Lachin Corridor is now in its 48th day. This week, the EU approved the deployment of a 100-person civilian mission to Armenia for a two-year term, triggering a furious response from the Russian Foreign Ministry. And U.S. State Secretary Blinken tells Aliyev to reopen the Lachin Corridor, underscoring the risk of a humanitarian crisis. It is the 48th day of Azerbaijan's blockade of the Lachin Corridor. The gas supply, after being shut off by Azerbaijan, has been restored in Stepanakert, but not in the regions. Rolling blackouts take place three times a day, with two-hour durations. Food items of first necessity are being sold to residents through rations. This week, the Russian Defense Ministry reported that the peacekeepers delivered a convoy of humanitarian assistance to the population of Artsakh. Despite growing international pressure, the Azerbaijani authorities continue to claim that the Lachin Corridor is open. Speaking about the blockade of the Lachin Corridor during yesterday's cabinet meeting, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan stated that according to the information that the Armenian side has, Baku's plan is to bring the economic and psychological pressure in Nagorno-Karabakh to a certain culmination point, after which they will open the corridor for a few days with the expectation that the Armenians of Artsakh will leave their homes en masse and to close the corridor again and then open again for a few days and so on until the last Armenian leaves Nagorno-Karabakh. Pashinyan called this a blatant policy of ethnic cleansing, adding that this perception is slowly but steadily growing stronger among the international community. The Prime Minister went on to say that the departure of the Armenians of Nagorno-Karabakh is not the only goal of Azerbaijan, but that Baku is also attempting to disrupt the peace agenda, the peace process, and incite a new war in the region. In this context, Pashinyan emphasized the need for restraint in this situation and the exclusion of words and actions that are contrary to the peace agenda, especially by the representatives of state authorities. He noted that the Armenian side remains consistent in its efforts to promote the peace agenda, and no provocation should deviate Yerevan from its agenda. On January 23, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken spoke on the phone with Azerbaijan's President Ilham Aliyev to urge an immediate reopening of the Lachin Corridor to commercial traffic. Blinken underscored that the risk of a humanitarian crisis in the Lachin Corridor undermined prospects for peace between Armenia and Azerbaijan. He encouraged President Aliyev to redouble efforts in bilateral peace discussions with Armenia. He also raised human rights concerns in Azerbaijan. And during his weekly press briefing, U.S. State Department spokesperson Ned Price asked whether he still considers the U.S. a co-chair of the Minsk Group as there is no chairman in the U.S. side, stated that the Minsk Group has not been a functioning body for some time. He added that nonetheless, the U.S. is prepared to work to resolve the conflict bilaterally, multilaterally, through the OSCE with partners with the parties themselves. This week, the European Union approved the deployment of a 100-person strong civilian mission to Armenia for a two-year term. The mission is going to observe Armenia's borders with Azerbaijan both on the east and the west, and this is with the exclave of Nakhichevan. The mission, which will be called 
the European Union mission in Armenia was established under the EU's common security and defense policy. According to the European Council, the objective of the mission is to contribute to stability in the border areas of Armenia, building confidence on the ground and ensuring an environment conducive to normalization efforts between Armenia and Azerbaijan, supported by the EU. Joseph Borrell, the EU High Representative for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy, said that the EU mission in Armenia launches a new phase in EU's engagement in the South Caucasus. Armenia's Foreign Minister Arat Mirzoyan welcomed the EU's decision to send a fully-fledged civilian mission to Armenia, stating that Yerevan will readily cooperate with the mission and support its activities. He added that the mission will contribute to the peace, stability and security of the region. The deployment of a new long-term EU mission to Armenia was not received well by both Russia and Azerbaijan. In a lengthy statement on the deployment of the EU mission in Armenia, Russia's foreign ministry said that it did not see any added value in the monitoring of Armenian-Azerbaijani border by EU experts. Moscow says that if Brussels was sincerely interested in peace in the South Caucasus, they should have agreed on the terms of their mission's work with Azerbaijan. According to the Russian side, the presence of EU representatives in the border regions of Armenia is pursuing a confrontational policy in the CIS space and can only bring geopolitical confrontation to the region and exacerbate existing contradictions. Moscow also claims that the declared civilian nature of the EU mission, which they see as an extension of NATO and the United States, should not mislead people as it is formed within the framework of the EU common security and defense policy. The statement also reads that attempts by the EU to gain a foothold in Armenia at any cost to push back Russia's mediation efforts are capable of harming the fundamental interests of Armenians and Azerbaijanis in their aspirations to return to the peaceful development of the region. Russia is convinced that the key factor for stability and security in the region for the foreseeable future remains the Russian peacekeeping contingent deployed in Artsakh as well as the Russian border guards serving on the Armenian borders. Moscow warns that they, the border guards and peacekeepers, will react to the behavior of the EU observers, taking into account the development of the situation on the ground. Earlier this week, Alain Simonian, the Speaker of Armenia's Parliament, told reporters that Yerevan will try all measures to ensure the security of its territory because the existing measures are insufficient. According to Simonian, this is not an issue of changing geopolitical vectors, but of ensuring security for the country. The Foreign Ministry of Azerbaijan stated that the engagement of the EU on the Armenian-Azerbaijani border must not be exploited for derailing the normalization process between Azerbaijan and Armenia. The statement added that this also concerns the border delimitation process that should be carried out exclusively on a bilateral basis. Baku also states that the deployment of an EU mission in Armenia must take into account the legitimate interests of Azerbaijan. Yesterday, the Parliamentary Assembly of the Council of Europe, PACE, held a discussion on the humanitarian consequences of the blockade of the Laching Corridor. PACE took note of the most recent urgent notice of the European Court of Human Rights sent to the Committee of Ministers of the Council of Europe, calling for the monitoring of Azerbaijan's implementations of its decision of December 21, 2022, regarding the corridor, and calls for the immediate and full implementation of the interim measures decided by the court.
And on January 25, the UK Parliament held a special discussion dedicated to the blockade of the Lachin Corridor and its humanitarian consequences. Tim Loughton, the head of the Armenian United Kingdom Parliamentary Friendship Group, pointed out that Azerbaijan is now clearly intent on waging illegal, immoral and inhuman suffering on the Armenian population of Artsakh. He also pointed out that the military conflict and now humanitarian crisis has gone largely unnoticed and unremarked on by the West, especially Western media and partly by the UK government. Other British parliamentarians joined Loughton in condemning Azerbaijan's blockade of the corridor, asking the UK government to do all it can to help with their diplomatic lever. Some urged the UK government to also use economic leverage that it has on Azerbaijan. Also on January 25, Canada's House of Commons Standing Committee on Foreign Affairs and International Development convened two separate meetings on Azerbaijan's ongoing blockade of the Lachin Corridor. For the first time, state representatives of Artsakh were given the opportunity to appear in front of the Canadian Parliament and make the case for Artsakh Armenians. During the first hearing, Artsakh's permanent representative to the U.S. and Canada, Robert Avedisian, and uh, Artsakh's human rights defender, Geram Stepanian, presented committee members with facts from the ground related to the grave humanitarian consequences and the geopolitical implications of Azerbaijan's policy of aggression, as well as their policy priorities and vision for a free and independent Artsakh. Just a side note, Geram Stepanian, Artsakh's defender, was in Armenia when Azerbaijan closed the Lachin Corridor, mm-hmm. and he's been here since, so that's why he's been able to mm-hmm. kind of participate. Also yesterday, the first high-level EU-Armenian political and security dialogue took place in Yerevan, co-chaired by Enrique Mora, Deputy Secretary General of Political Director of the European External Action Service and Armenian Deputy Foreign Minister Vahe Grigorian. Various topics of interest for both sides were discussed in the area of foreign and security policy. Foreign Affairs Minister Mirzoyan also held a separate meeting with Enrique Mora. They discussed regional security issues, the latest developments in the normalization process of Armenia-Azerbaijan relations, as well as the humanitarian crisis resulting from the blockade. In diplomatic news, this week Foreign Minister Arat Mirzoyan was in Brussels, where he held a number of meetings. On January 23, Mirzoyan met with NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. According to Armenia's Foreign Ministry, the sides discussed regional and international security issues of common concern. Mirzoyan briefed the NATO Secretary General about the blockade of the Lachin Corridor. There was no press briefing at the end of the meeting. While in Brussels, Mirsoyan also met with uh, Joseph Borrell, discussing regional developments, Armenia-Azerbaijan, Armenia-Turkey relations, as well as the ongoing blockade. On that same day, Mirsoyan also met EU Special Representative to the South Caucasus, Toivo Klar. In Brussels, Mirzoyan also gave a speech and took questions during a discussion arranged on the request of Armenia at the Committee of Foreign Affairs of the European Parliament. During his speech, Mirzoyan stated that the Armenian security architecture cannot be comprehensive without respect for human rights and democracy, thanking the EU for its support of reforms in Armenia. The foreign minister noted that despite Armenia's commitment and efforts to establish lasting peace in the region, Azerbaijan has been showing a destructive approach by misrepresenting the 
November 9, 2020 statement that ended the war and demanding an extraterritorial corridor occupying Armenian sovereign territory under the pretense that the border is not demarcated and rejecting the majority of fundamental suggestions on the peace treaty proposed by the Armenian side. According to Mirzoyan, Azerbaijan expects Armenia to only accept all of its demands, and when not receiving them, it uses all possible instruments of pressure, from keeping Armenian POWs as hostages to the state-sponsored spread of hate speech against Armenians, from warmongering rhetoric to concrete use of force. And speaking about Azerbaijan's blockade of the Lachin Corridor, Mirzoyan noted that it is not an isolated episode, but must be seen as part of a widespread and systemic policy of Azerbaijan aimed at the ethnic cleansing of the people of Nagorno-Karabakh. He added that the humanitarian crisis in Nagorno-Karabakh is worsening with each passing day. The immediate intervention of the international community is required. Mirzoyan underscored the imperative of sending an international fact-finding mission to Artsakh and the Lachin Corridor, to assess the humanitarian situation on the ground as well as to ensure unhindered humanitarian access to Nagorno-Karabakh for relevant UN bodies. In Brussels, Mirzoyan also met with David McAllister, the chair of the European Parliament's Committee on Foreign Affairs, Haja Lahbib, the foreign minister of Belgium, and Andrei Kovachev, the European Parliament's standing rapporteur on Armenia. This week, EU Special Representative for the South Caucasus, Tovio Klar, was in Yerevan, where he met Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan, Defense Minister Suren Babikyan, and Foreign Minister Arat Mirzoyan, among other high-ranking Armenian officials. Upon his arrival, Klar tweeted that the situation around the Lachin Corridor was serious and solutions have to urgently be found. He added that the EU goal remains a comprehensive Armenia-Azerbaijan settlement. And Egypt's President Abdel el-Sisi is expected to visit Yerevan in the coming days. He will come to Armenia from Azerbaijan, and in fact, he landed in Baku just today. This is the first time an Egyptian leader will be visiting Armenia. On January 23, the representative of Armenia on international legal matters, Yerusha Giragosian, submitted a complete memorial and evidence of Armenia against Azerbaijan to the International Court of Justice on behalf of the Republic of Armenia within the framework of the International Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Racial Discrimination. These submissions refer to the decades-long violations by Azerbaijan on the Convention through systemic hatred and discriminatory treatment of ethnic Armenians and Armenianness and reparations for the damage caused. Last year, the ICJ, um, just as a reminder, issued three provisional measures against Azerbaijan namely to protect all persons captured in relation to the 2020 war. These are the POWs who continue to remain uh, in detention. Um, They should be protected from violence and bodily harm and ensure their security and equality before the law, to take all necessary measures to prevent the incitement and promotion of racial hatred and discrimination targeted at persons of Armenian national ethnic origin, including by Azerbaijani officials and public institutions, and to take all necessary measures to prevent and punish acts of vandalism and desecration affecting Armenian cultural heritage. The measures issued by the court ratified three of Armenia's requests. In local news, on January 23, the Speaker of Armenia's investigative committee said that all 15 soldiers who died during the January 19 fire of a military barrack in the Gerard region were identified and the bodies 
were handed over to their families. Today, the deputy commander of the military unit where the fire occurred was detained for two months. He is accused of negligence of duties, which resulted in the death of other persons. According to the prosecutor general's office, the deputy commander violated fire safety regulations when he tried to start a fire in the stove using gasoline. On January 24, Armenia's investigative committee gave an update on the casualties that Armenia suffered during the Azerbaijani offensive against Armenia on September 13-14-2022. According to the latest update, 224 people were killed, while three are still considered missing. This week, Christine Grigorian resigned as Armenia's human rights defender. In a Facebook post, Grigorian said the decision uh, was made because... Um, she had another position. She stated that the public will be informed about her new job in due time. No other details have been made uh, public. None of the parliamentary factions have yet presented a candidate for the vacant position. Grigorian was elected as Armenia's human rights defender last year in February, replacing Arman Tatoyan, whose term expired. The governor of Armenia's Shirak region, Azali Bardasarian, her two advisors, and the deputy governor resigned this week. Mushar Muradian, the director of Arpi Lake National Park, was appointed as the new governor of Shirak. And again, no reasons were presented as to why mm-hmm. they resigned. This week, the Armenian government decided to reimburse utility uh, payments for 20 hotels and guest houses operating in the resort town of Jermuk. The town was one of the main targets of the Azerbaijani attack on September 13-14. According to Armenia State Revenue Committee, sales for the hospitality business in Jermuk suffered a threefold loss since the attack. This week, five Armenians were detained in the Russian city of Yekaterinburg for participating a public ga- in a public gathering in support of Artsakh. The head of the Yekaterinburg Armenian community is among the detainees. Several dozen people gathered in front of the Armenian church, demanding the opening of the lodging corridor and expressing solidarity with Artsakh. According to the local police, the gathering was arranged without the knowledge of the authorities. Public gatherings in Russia must be arranged with the knowledge of the authorities, and there are many legislative restrictions against protests and rallies. A criminal case has been launched against Boris Borosyan, assistant to the chief of the general staff of the Armenian Armed Forces, after HETK, an investigative uh, journalism platform, revealed that in 2013, Borosyan purchased a plot of land um, that belonged to the Defense Ministry in Yerevan's Nor-Nork district for 25 million dirhams. This is about 62,000 U.S. dollars. He then transferred the land to his mother-in-law's name after the 2020 Artsakh War. And last September, the family sold this plot of land for just over a million U.S. dollars to a friend of the son of Member of Parliament, Ishran Zakarian. And that's the kind of week... Like every other week, it seems, the last several years we've had here in Armenia. Thank you for listening. Have a safe and peaceful weekend, and we will be back again next week.